Joey Joel Shagan is a business and life coach based in South Carolina. He used to be the vice president of sales in a corporate company and decided to break away from that in order to enjoy his work and live in his purpose. This episode, you'll learn how to train your subconscious mind to have a better way of life, as well as hear Joey's own journey to a better and more fulfilling life. I've been doing what I'm doing since I was 22 years old. I was a student of it for a long time. And, and I had a lot of that conditioning within that, that, you know, subconscious mindset conditioning, really. And so breaking out of that, shifting that, and then helping hundreds of others shift that is really how I came up with the process of subconscious mindset training. So, so often, Sam, we hear these things about, you know, like you have to think your way in, in, into positivity and things yeah. like that. And it's important but the underlying conditioning can pull us away and keep us trapped in a life where we're just positive thinking and not getting anywhere. Yeah. That's that key connection point. When you're thinking positively, how do you actively put that into your subconscious? We don't. What happens is, is we have a conscious mind, right? It absorbs whatever we're focused on, the words we use, the thoughts we entertain, and you know, where we put our energy. So, so many people are stuck into CNN, constant negative news. And, and they yeah. just continue to focus on that. And our subconscious, all it does is absorbs whatever the conscious mind's focused on. It doesn't determine right or wrong, what you want and what you don't want, um, you know, any of that. It just absorbs whatever the conscious mind is focused on and then uses the body to carry out the actions to create that experience. Part of the whole thing is when we start thinking differently, when we start taking ownership and responsibility for where we're putting our thinking, the words we use. You know, I'm doing this thing on TikTok, TikTok right now, and I'm taking limiting stories like money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah. So many people live by that and they struggle financially because of buying into that conditioning of that belief. So what I'm doing in the TikTok and what I ultimately help people do is, is shift that story, but then live within that shift so we can think differently, but we still get held up by that conditioning. For me, I have a 28 year career in corporate America up to a vice president of sales. And I was good at what I did, but I never wanted to do that. I spent 28 years of my life living day in and day out trying to break away from this. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't break away. At some point, I realized the conditioning I received growing up was that a man gets a job, supports a family, and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy some retirement. That work isn't fun. That's why they call it work and things like that. Mm. Once I started working on the conditioning within that cap, putting me up against that wall, all of a sudden, within six months, things opened up. I had my first coaching certification. I had three clients. I resigned from that six-figure income, moved down here to the mountains in South Carolina, and have been just launching forward ever since. Yeah. So when you had this this job as you know a VP, th that's a long road that you, you decided to leave. You said it was a 28-year-long career. How long had you had the thought in your head that, like, forget this, I want to just work for myself? I was still in my mid, mid, uh, like I said, that, that thing opened. I was listening to a speaker up in Michigan. His name was Jack Boland. I don't know what he said, but it just ignited this thing inside of me that I knew the purpose of my life was to inspire and motivate people to live better lives. It wasn't to go to a nine to five job. It wasn't to build a career. And, and with that career, I got my college degrees and everything else, like, you know, and a lot of things along with that, that I kept stepping into. But like a lot of people, it wasn't how I wanted to live my life. So I knew in my 20s an idea of what I wanted to do. I wasn't fully clear there, but I had that idea. And then as I went forward, it was trying to move into it. 
and I'd get so far and I'd hit a wall and I'd get, you know, and start over and hit. And I kept hitting that wall until finally I got to a point in my life where multiple things happened. I experienced a surprise divorce after a 19 year marriage. I was ahead of schedule to retire at 57 years old at 45 years old. And the divorce dwindled that to a couple thousand dollars. Not long after that, my dad passed away of cancer. And after a 54 year marriage, my mom just didn't want to be alive without her other half. And I found myself an orphan yeah. and all that happened within like a three or four year period. Gosh. And it, it just, it just threw me off. And I was like, man, I, I don't understand any of this anymore. I'm, I'm as positive as I can be about everything. And I'm, st and, and ever all this stuff is just being yanked away from me. And the one area I most want to change, I feel so embedded and stuck with mm. At that point is when I started looking, I had already had all kinds of coaching and therapy and programs and all this stuff I'd been through. Yeah. At that point is when I started to lean into the, the subconscious side of things. And I came across a book by Joseph Murphy, I think the power of the subconscious mind. And all of a sudden it opened up that subconscious. Oh, that's how that works. And then all of a sudden I, I really dove into that. And it seemed like every book I opened up, the words jumped out at me. I ended up getting a coach that dealt with subconscious. And then from there, it kind of led me into the whole thing about understanding how we get tied into our conditioning and how we can't think our way beyond those. That we literally have to go in and shift those thinking, not just the words we use and the thoughts we focus on, but we got to shift that conditioning because that's really what holds us up, which is when the subconscious mindset training was really born. Yeah. You know, that was about eight, nine years ago or whatever it is. And I've been using it ever since. And Sam, I have clients who have gone from that stuck place in whatever their career is into opening up things like within and doing it within weeks, what took me years to do. I had a teacher who was so burned out. She couldn't do it anymore. Right. When I met her within 12 weeks, she had bought a, 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 sh a shorter bus, converted it to a hair salon, resigned from corporate from her teaching job and went off. And she pulls into industrial parks and people walk outside, get their hair cut and go back into work. And she's loving her life. I took a, a major university professor who was just totally just living on burnout and, and not even caring about anything anymore within, within a three month period that ended up resigning from, from the university, subleasing their house. And for three and a half years now has been on the road, going from national park to national park to national park is doing blogging is doing works along the way and just absolutely loving their life. You know, I have a lot of business owners who are either struggling, losing business and trying to recover or struggling even to get growth within their marketplace and such that within weeks, I can help them not only achieve greater balance in their works, but also do so while living greater balance in their life to not miss as much of their life in, in the old theories of massive actions and, you know, all of that. It's absolutely incredible. And the testimonials and the results from it are, are I mean, it's, it works so well, Sam, that I guarantee results for people. Yeah. If I work with somebody and they don't get the results beyond the results they're expecting, I'll give them their money back. Is it one of those things where everybody that comes along ends up quitting their current job? Or is it sometimes that some people actually just end up just needing to get their mindset right? And that's about it. Like I have business owners who, who who end up growing their business. They end up getting, you know, to new growth, things like that. I have people that are in corporate America who for them, that was their passion. I have a lot of people from healthcare industry who, 
went into it because of their, their heart is in that special place, mm. but because of all the politics with it, because of the overload of, you know, the overworkload and, and all of that. And even a lot of the things they see, same thing with police officers and, and emergency response and things like that. I'll work with a lot of them and it, it, to reignite that passion into what they're doing and get away from all of the, the reasons that are pulling them away from it. Yeah. So I don't ever tell people what they're going to do. Yeah. I help People identify part of the whole process of what I follow is dynamic vision road mapping. So I help them define a mighty vision for what that is that they want in their life. And then we just start bridging that gap from where they are to where they want to be and that becoming of that person in that vision. And so do you feel like from your previous career to, to this kind of work style, do you feel like you've had any like transferable skills? Because being such a, a high level employee in corporate America, surely there are skills that transfer into life and into your new business kind of venture. Oh, yeah. Every everything we do, every step we take, you know, I, I have I have areas I don't talk about openly and stuff about my life that are you know, somewhat embarrassing that of the, but, but I've learned from every one of those things to bring me to where I am today. So sure. Every, every venture that we've gone through, everything that's happened to us in life. And this is one of the other things that's a part of the whole SMT process is so often things will happen to us and we'll judge it. It was good or it was bad. And then we'll go into con condemning ourselves and we'll go into things like that and everything else and living in regret and all of this stuff. But it, I wrote a book called life's lessons. Yeah. And the whole book is about that life happens for us and not to us. If you take the judgments out of the things happening in our life, then we can look at them and say, why is this happening for me? In that happening, Sam, the, the worst parts of my life have become gifts because there's gold within that to help me to grow and to expand into the person that I came here to be, really. Right. Make sense? Yeah. So you've been having this this kind of internal struggle for a few years and then you decided right enough's enough i'm becoming this person who i've always seen myself being or who i've always wanted to be and now you just share that with other people and, and you inspire them and coach them through doing something similar if not more than what you've done for yourself and you know empowering themselves do you, do you ever find that some people reluctantly come to you and they go oh, I don't know, Joey, I don't really believe in all this hoo-ha, you know, subconscious mindset stuff. You know, I, I, I need proof, I need proof. And, and how do you kind of work with those types of people? Absolutely. I come across, you know, first off, you said for a few years, it was two decades of oh, being wow. in that place of misery. And and I always thought, okay, I'll take the next position. I'll, I'll try and go up the ladder, right? Because then I go up and you get a new position and it's exciting for a little while and you get the title and the money and everything that goes with it and stuff like that, you know? But then as it becomes the norm, all of a sudden it'd be like that misery would start growing again. That hole I felt here would open up wider again, you know, it would close, mm. but then it would, oh, it's that type of thing. But yeah, you know, for me personally, Remember the secret? Yeah. When that came out, Sam, I was in that mode of going through things like that in mindset. And I'll tell you, like, I could lose my best friend and, and I would find a reason to talk positive into it and stuff and think positive into it. And, stuff. and it was fake. But I took that secret and I was like, man, this is it. This is going to be it. And I bought the VHS, I bought the, the, the book, and there was some workbook at some point I came across that I ended up getting, and I leaned into it with everything. And even though it was talking about mindset, and we think positive, positive happens, things like that, I was like, okay, I know about this, and it hasn't worked, but I'm going to lean into this anyways. And I had vision boards, and I had massive actions, and I put all that stuff together and everything. And within probably half a year, 
I ended up throwing it all away and saying, this is all a bunch of garbage. Yeah. It doesn't work, you know? And that's what a lot of the people have been through things like that. And what happened though, once I understand about the conditioning, that subconscious mindset, once I understood the role of that in my life, then all of a sudden, those things like the secret, the positive thinking, the things like that, all of them start like employing things so much quicker. Yeah. But it can't happen when my subcon when the conditioning of my subconscious is locked in. Yeah. And as an example of that, we all receive conditioning when we're growing up by our parents or whoever, our caregivers, whatever it is. And if you look at me, I grew up in a low, very low income, blue collar family outside Detroit, Michigan. Mm. I had different conditioning than what like Rockefeller children had. Yeah. You know, we don't choose that. Mm -hmm. And and even looking at who gave us our conditioning, you know, they did the best they could for us. They were acting out of love on our behalf so we can let them off the hook with it. But we have to understand that conditioning is de determining the way we live life today. Mm -hmm. And so where people feel trapped in things, it's that conditioning that traps them. It's not their thinking. Anybody, everybody wants to think positive. Even people stuck in CNN want to think positive. Mm -hmm. Shifting that is a really easy thing to do, but getting lasting results out of it without going into the subconscious mindset and the reconditioning of those, that conditioning and patterns, it, it's like wasted effort. Yeah. Because it's only make-believe then. Yeah. And I feel like that's one thing that The Secret did for me as well. I was I was watching it and re read the book and all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, if I if I just see it, I can believe it. And then I started to think about why I was so kind of easy to, to kind of believe in this. And I was like, wait, it's not about seeing it and in your head and believing it's about taking actionable steps to go towards it. Because I, I used to play a lot of sports growing up and I'd always, you know, I joined the whatever team and I'd be like, okay, I've got some natural ability here, but I want to be the best person on this team. I want to be, you know, part of the starting team. And I would train daily or weekly or do whatever I needed to do. And it's one of those things where it wasn't like I was doing it like, oh, I'm going to do this for an hour a day to become this person. It was more like, right, the goal's all the way over there. I know that if I keep doing this, the goal will suddenly I'll look back and the goals behind me. Do you know what I mean? Did you ever set out Sam to get one of those goals and, and you'd take all the actions you think you can take and you didn't achieve it. Oh and yeah. There's really no reason why it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Why is I, I put everything I have into it. Yeah. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They condition and they go through their life. They'll take massive actions into what they want to achieve mm. and they'll find out their results are minimal mm -hmm. at best. And then there's other people. They seem like they just put this easy effort into things and get miles worth of results out of it. Yeah. The difference is in that conditioning, the subconscious mindset is what makes all the difference in all of that. So have you ever achieved goals? Like, let me ask you this. Have you ever achieved goals that you didn't go exhaustive efforts into and stuff? to get yeah and they just kind of show up for you yeah most definitely i feel like the, you know what's funny the clients or the people that i try to get work with or work for the ones that i try the hardest for never go through it's always the, the ones that it's kind of like hey this is me this is what you know i do this is what my business does they're like love it I, i'm like what is that it they're like yeah yeah that's it i'm like what the hell but the, the ones i'm like oh it'd be great to do this it'd be great it'd be great it'd be great they always fall through. And I'm always just a bit like, 
why do I even bother trying so hard? You know, some people, oh, if you just try hard, if you just try hard, if you just keep going. And obviously, yeah, you you don't give up. You That's keep going. Right. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. But that right there is exactly what I'm talking about. Try harder. Try harder. Try harder. Exhaustive efforts. I define people in two categories in the in the types of people I come up against. There's there's the the um the grinders, which are those people that put in exhaustive effort. They work exhaustive hours. They never have enough time in the day. They do all of this stuff and everything else. And, and they end up putting out this huge intense efforts yeah and getting minimal results mm -hmm. and if and and when you ask me about people who come along and say yeah i don't believe in that stuff a lot of people don't believe in it because what happened is they experience these people who are out here talking and these coaches that are talking about if you want something you got to take massive action into it you know and and really when you look at those people it really sorry about this but it really kind of upsets me because you have people backing up that conditioning of that try harder yeah Yet those people didn't do that. They yeah. have teams of people who work their butts off for them in what they do. Yeah. But in themselves, they didn't try harder. Mm. What they did is they got into alignment with it. So where people talk about take massive actions into what you want and things like that, it, 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 it never works. What happens is when we can slow down, when we can take inspired actions, when we can have a vision and letting that lead what our actions are, that's how those people, what I call the crushers are, who just live life easily, right? They just kind of like sit back and they go, you know, I think I'll do this. And they do it and this huge results come from it. Yeah. And they follow a process like that. It's so different. The other thing that bothers me about things with coaching and things like that, which is one of the reasons why I'm so... Um, um, determined in what I do to have an impact is when I first started looking at getting coaches early on in my late twenties, early thirties, whenever I started mm. is I would always look for a coach who was working with a lot of people. Cause I thought, man, this is somebody who's good. Right. Yeah. So I've paid up to $30,000 to work with a coach for six months yeah. to find out I was one of 150 to 200 people they were working with. Yeah. I got very little, even on the one-on-ones, very little individual support and guidance into what I was trying to do. I was one of a huge pond. The reason I set my business up like I did is because of that, Sam, is I work with eight clients at a time. I work with them start to finish. Once they're done, I open enrollment. I work with eight more people and I limit it to that because then I can be there for one-on-one -on -one calls when they run into that conditioning, which the yeah. whole pattern, the whole program is designed so to hit people against those patterns, those paradigms, those habits that they're following and that conditioning that's not serving them so that we can shift that. And they have that support to gain the most they can get out of the time we work together. That's what makes it when somebody comes to me and says, man, I've tried this before and it left me, I'll walk through those. And every time it connects with them. Mm. So for you, do you tend to find that when you have, you know, your, your enrollments of, of eight people that some people will come back and maybe do, you know, another, another round or another set of things, or is it kind of like, once once the program's done people are kind of just off and then they they maybe join like i don't know like an aftercare community type thing or yeah typically when i work with somebody i'll work with them for um you know four months eight months a year or more but typically my clients will come back i have multiple programs so they'll come back and take another one i have my my mothership program which is called life ignited people will sign up for it they'll go through the the four-month process with it and then they'll go oh my god i want to go through that again and see what that next level is or i have a lot of clients that say once a year I want to dedicate four months to go back through this to keep me going, you know, yeah. so they'll go through four months, take time, implement things like that and stuff like that. The other thing I do with my programs is where so many coaching programs 
offer and it could be really good information in the coaching and things like that. And then you get done and then you either, you know, then you go forward from there. Yeah. I, I built my program with three phases. The first phase is going through all the program contents and all that, where people start getting a change right from day one. And it continues like that. We do that for, for 12 lessons, which I, the way I do it, it's say 12, 12 lessons. And then I have a second phase to it, which is implementation phase, which is a lot of programs don't offer this. And it's to help people now take the information they have it and start implementing it and have that coaching and support throughout that process. And then the third phase I have is post-program support where I offer, where I work with the person, Not you know, it might not be every single week, stuff like that and everything, but I work with that person to continue doing that so they can continue to implement and grow those principles. And I have found throughout that process, those are the people that sustain and continue that growth afterwards. Because my whole goal is is to work with somebody to where they don't need me in their life anymore. That's that's the goal of it all. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of coaches are kind of like they're more building a community of you know, oh, I helped this person, but you know, my help never ends. But you're the first coach I've heard. It's like I want to help you to the point where you don't need me anymore, which is amazing to hear. About that. I mean, you have not achieved success in somebody's life until you've gotten them to that point. Mm. Right. Now here's the thing though, you know, as a coach and been doing this for 10 years, I continually have a coach I'm working with in my life. Right. I was always taught the best coaches have coaches, but here's the reason for that. I've gone through a coach for the uh, initially for the, for the subconscious things and stuff like that and open that up. And then I've gone through a coach for speaking and, and, and the public speaking I do and such and get help. And that right now I'm working and, and it's been multiple things along the line, but right now I'm working with a coach on marketing. You know, prior to COVID, I was traveling 40 some weeks out of the year. Yeah. I was in front of crowds and doing, you know, all this stuff and loving it. When COVID hit, it stopped. Yeah. And I wasn't prepared for that to go online with everything and virtual and everything else. So I, I hired, a, I've been working with a marketing coach. So typically when I get done working with somebody, it, it doesn't mean when they're done, when we're done working together, that they're done. They never need coaching again. It, it just opens up that next avenue for whatever that is for them to continue growing into whatever life it is they want to create. Yeah. So where do you find your coaches then? How do you find them? Where do you find them? And you know what it is, is looking like, like, I mean, there's so many avenues to find and stuff. It'd be impossible to go over them all. But, but what I do is I have a, a list of what I look for in a coach. And this right. is something I'd, I'd like to share is, is one thing is the more people that coach is working with, the smaller your percentages of truly gaining personal support and inspiration, guidance, mm. and accountability, which are all required to create, you know, positive, long-lasting change. Right. So that's one thing is I look for a coach. I look for a coach that has an impact on what they do. You know, since I've started doing what I do, where I offer, you know, I guarantee the results that I, when I work with somebody, if they follow yeah. my lead and everything, I will not work with a coach who doesn't. Right. You know, so I look for that. I look for somebody who's in that line. Now, here's where it's a little bit difficult to explain is is, is I want somebody who's achieved the, the success they want to achieve, mm. right? I don't want to work with somebody who wants me to achieve their level of success. That's the other thing with so many coaches, they use coaching to build a, a, a million you know, dollar empire and things like that and stuff like that. And then they go, I'll show you how to become a millionaire. Do you know, do what I did. I don't show people to do what I did. Yeah. I help them access that from within and then bring that out and live that in their life. Yeah. 
So I look for things like that when I'm talking to people about coaching with them is I don't want somebody to tell me I did ABC. Now you do A, B, and C. I want them to help me find that formula for me. And that was the other thing with the secret and all the laws of the universe, all that stuff that's out there for that Yeah, is it's almost delivered in a way that it's a one size fit all. Yeah. But we're each unique individuals. Mm. So if you're shifting your conditioning, you're going to have different conditioning and you're going to, the, the process of shifting it is going to be different for you as it is for me or anybody else. Right. So I look for somebody who can talk to me without me asking yeah. about that and, and, and kind of show me that in the coaching that they're going to help me access my avenue, not follow their path. Yeah. Because you're right. I feel like a, a, there's a kind of joke going around on LinkedIn at the moment, or maybe it's been going around for a while, where people go, oh, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to be a millionaire. All you have to do is buy my course. And then you go buy the course. And all the course does is teach you how to make a course to tell other people how to make a million. And, you know, it's just basically like a multi-level marketing scheme that works its way down. Well, that's exactly what it is, Sam. Yeah. yeah it's a, go ahead. I'm sorry, but that's exactly what that is. Yeah. So, so that's the kind of joke is that people are, are like, well, okay, I buy this person's course, they teach me how to sell a course on, you know, the topic doesn't matter because at the end of the day, what they're saying is you don't need to know the topic. You need to just follow what's in my course and you'll be able to do it or you you go and you get cheaper labor from a different country where, you know, maybe the quality is a bit shoddy, but you just manage that a little bit and you'll become rich. And I feel like, you know, I'll be honest, when you first asked to come, I was like, God, uh, what if this guy's one of those people? Da, 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 da. But then when I looked into it, I was like, Oh no, this guy is like a, like a Tony Robbins, you know, he's inspiring people, changing them. And he's not saying to them like, Oh, if you do what I do, you'll be successful. It's like, if you do what your heart is telling you to do, or if you do what you're best at, go on, no, go on, honestly. Exactly, exactly, exactly what you just said. You know, like I'll tell people all the time, I, I don't have your answers. I don't know what your answers are. I don't know what your desire is. I don't know what your vision is. I'm really freaking good at helping you access that though. And then utilizing the tools I've built to move into doing that in weeks, not years. Yeah. And how did you manage to get to the point where you were able to kind of, like you said, turn years into weeks? Is that just over time or is that because of SMT? Well, yeah, it took a like. I mean, if you think about it, 28 years, you know, almost three decades that yeah. I've been involved in this and stuff, I've stumbled a lot. Yeah. I've ran into a lot of things. Now, the, the good, the thing I'm really proud of is I never really pulled the string on it to carry it forward in somebody else's life until I started understanding it at a level where it impacted my life. It impacted some people's lives around me. And then I started coming out with it. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, what took me you know, 20 some years to, to resign from corporate America, resign from that trap of that paycheck, resign from that false security in, in a job and such. What took me all those years from, I, I work with other coaches and help them build their businesses and certify them and different things like that and such. And, and I'm able to help them within a couple months, a few months to get to that point of taking that step, resigning, opening up that business and getting it all going. Yeah. And it's really just been about honing this SMT process to the way it is today, where, like I said before, I would have never guaranteed results in what I did early on. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. 
today I know the results. I have the testimonials on my page. I have those clients who have come back, referred other people to me and all of that. Yeah. I have all of that to allow me to say, man, this thing, this thing works. It works across the board, regardless of the walk of where you're coming from. Yeah. And I based the whole thing on two reference points. Everything is based on the starting of two reference points. One, where exactly are you right now? Can we get a clear vision, you know, a clear view of where are you right now? What's the struggle, the discontent, all that stuff going on. And the second one is I help them develop. What is that vision for where you want to be between those two points? Hmm. We don't have to go back in that, the counseling, clearing the skeletons, all of that stuff and everything else. We can move from that point and open up that world. And, and, yeah. In the process of doing it with the tools I use is how I'm able to do that in weeks, yeah. not years. It's because you've done the, the process many, many times over and over and over again. And so you've been doing this for the last 10 years. I didn't know you've been doing it for such a long time. So is it one of those things where when you go out to speak, you know, on, on stages, and you know, to, to do these types of things, are you like delivering like a, a shorter version of your course? Or are you kind of just there to say, this is what I do. This is how I do it. If it's of interest to you, come contact me and, and do whatever we're doing. Multiple things like that. You know, I have a, a, a lot of areas that I lean into and things like that. You know, I do a, the first Saturday of every month, I do a free group. It's called vision calibration group. Right. And it's no cost to it. And people will join in there. Eventually it'll probably end up being like a, uh, um, a monthly subscription site or something. But right now I do it for free. People come in there and we just open up that vision. We spend one hour a month. Like how often do people on a regular basis, let me ask you, Sam, how often do you spend on your vision of what it is that life you would love to live and what that looks like? I would say at least an hour or two a week, but that's because okay. I have the luxury of owning my own business and, and working in it. So it's one of those ones where it's like, okay, yeah, right now, maybe I'm not where I want to be, but it's like, I know what, where I want to be looks like. And it's just like, that's, that's pretty much as far as it goes. I think about it, but I don't really go to myself. And the next step is this. And the next step is that normally I'm just kind of like, I'm on the way there type thing. Like I can't make it happen any quicker than it is. If, if that's and, and, and yeah, and thank you. And, and and so you know the importance, you know how much that feeds you by doing that an hour or so a week and things like that. Now think about this, and I'm sure you know people who go months and never even think they're so stuck in what's happening today and the problems and everything else. They don't even look outwardly like that. Yeah. When we start looking outwardly, ultimately we have a choice in our life. Part of the human condition is we can't stand still. It's impossible to do that, mm. right? So we're either pushed by our pain. We're pushed by our struggles. We're pushed by our upsets. We're pushed by losing a job, financial ruin, medical, whatever it may be. All these areas, we can be pushed for that. Or we can create a vision and get pulled into life like it. Yeah. It's the difference between going with the flow floating down the river and trying to go against current. That's really what it is, mm. right? So I spend an hour a month and we get on there and we do some exercises and I make it fun, but it's all about that. I do workshops where I kind of present overall at a high level, what SMT is, what program is different. But then I also do a lot of lives. I do a lot of drop-ins. I'll do a lot of uh, workshops where it'll be like, let's take one area and really deep dive into it. What I try to do with everything I do is have it so people walk away with more information they can apply immediately to start bringing changes in their life. That is common across the board of anything that I do that's part of my mission. For me growing up, I never really had so much of that kind of subconscious thoughts of, the, oh, this, I can't do that, I can't do. It was always more like a realistic vision of things of like, 
I think I can do this. Okay, yes, I can. And it was more like a confirmation list. And then maybe I'd hit like a, a sticking point. So for example, with me, I used to play rugby at, at a fairly decent level. I went down the list. I was like, cool, play rugby. Okay, yeah, become a teenager playing rugby. Be good at being a teenager playing rugby. And I was like, do I want to play professionally? No. And it's like, I always felt like it was a redundant waste of time. But I feel like I learned so much along the way that only as an adult, you know, five, 10 years later, I was like, oh, I learned about how to, you know, deal with difficult people. I learned about how how to, you know, be part of a team, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. When you asked me about corporate America, I learned so much in my corporate years. And, you know, I learned a lot of, of, of good that brought me to, to where I am today. And I learned some things to stop doing yeah. that have brought me to where I am today. And stuff. But what happens in that process of, of, of when we're looking realistically is so many people cut themselves short right. of what's truly available to them in life because they, they'll look at that and go, do I want to play pro? And the first thought that goes through their head is that conditioning of, well, who do you think you are? Mm. How are you going to do that? And they go, no, I don't want to do that. It's not that they don't have the desire to do that. You know, I, I, I've worked with people who had a business years ago and the business failed. And in the conversation with them, they go, man, I go, well, what about owning your own business? You did before. Is that something that, you know, is still on your heart? And they go, no, no, I don't want to do that. Failed before. I don't want to go through that again. And what they're doing is attaching to the results of when something didn't work out. Truly, the person did want to start a business because they ended up doing so in a very successful business that's continuing to grow since they started it again and stuff. But it's that when we go based on that is, is we start living smaller than what we truly desire mm. in order to kind of not push against those patterns and, and conditioning within us. Yeah. Do you tend to have a lot of people kind of, you know, when you're, when you're trying to push them or encourage them to, to become that better person, they push against you. Like, so where you, you know, you said that person, Oh, would you like to start a business again? They go, no, I've already done it. I failed. Do you find that just in general, people are just always kind of like, let's say scared or fearful of, of pushing past their boundaries. And that that's exactly what nobody ever pushes against me. Yeah. Because I, I never do anything for people. They're pushing against themselves is right. really what they're doing. They're pushing against the fear and exactly that, that, that conditioning and such. So what I what I help people do is, is, is once I get them opening that door and things like that, I tell them, you know, your vision should scare the living heck out of you. It should scare the bejesus out of you, like the thought of doing it. Kind of like me, the first time I stepped on stage in front of 500 people, the thought in my head when I first thought of that was, no, no, I don't, I don't ever want to do speak in the, you know, which is not big now, but at the time, I don't ever want to speak in front of that many people. Mm. Well, bull crap. I didn't want to, the fear inside of me didn't want to. Yeah. Right. So once I stood there and this is so funny, I talk a lot about fear, but you know, I was standing at the stage side when they were introducing me and getting ready to go up there my stomach, I could feel my heart beating in my chest and my throat and stuff. And, and I knew where the exits were behind me. And there's part of me going, run, run. <laughs> But the moment my foot touched that stage, mm. the fear subsided and I was home and I went out there and, 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 and I got three standing ovations and everybody's hugging me afterwards and stuff. And it was just such a beautiful experience. I was so blessed to get to experience it. But that fear, the mm. conditioning of the past and stuff will stop us from ever achieving those things in our life. So, yeah, I do get people that push back, but I know they're not pushing against me. They're pushing against their own inward conditioning and paradigm but their true desire 
is to open up their own business and have an impact on this world doing what they love to do. Yeah. They never get to achieve. So somebody like me helps them to achieve that. Mm -hmm. And then what could take them 12, 15 years on their own, I can help them do in weeks and months. What's the normal age range for people that are, are doing this? Because you said you were looking for coaches when you were at the age of, you know, 25, 30. So obviously when you're climbing the corporate ladder. And so now you're on the other side of the of the thing and you're you're coaching people. Do you tend to notice that like most of these people are like Not on the other side yet, Sam. No, no, no. I meant on the other side of the of the table. So you're now the coach. You're not looking for a coach so much. You are the coach, is what I meant. I knew what you meant. I was just playing. I'm oh, sorry. Right. That's all right. Um, yeah. So I've worked with clients, you know, I've worked with, uh, honestly, like the youngest I've worked with was a 21 year old who is from Michigan and called me up and said, listen, I, you know, I should be having a time in my life. I'm going away to school and, and things like that. He said, but all I'm doing is sitting around playing Xbox and smoking weed and yeah. I can't stand living like this. Mm. I want to quit school and, and all this stuff and everything. And I, and, 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 and so I started working with them within three months, mm. First off, I don't work with people who use and things like that stuff. Mm. So we had to stop that before we would start. And then we started. He ended up creating this business. He was this like computer nerd whiz kid. Right. Type of, I mean, just amazing. Mm. He ended up creating this program for automobile dealerships to be able to do something to automate their warranties and such. Yeah. And this kid is it's only been three years. He's loaded today, yeah. loving what he's doing. He's expanding out into other areas. Even in the time we worked together, he got back into being active and playing hockey. He ended up getting back into social stuff. He's softball, things like that and stuff. And, and he, he, he took those tapped back into that. And we were able to bring those out with inspired actions to start living that. And he's loving his life. I've worked with somebody who was an 87 year old woman, Sam, and came up to me after a workshop with tears in her eyes. Yeah. And she said, Joseph, before I met you, I thought I was too old to dream. She ended up within the time we worked together going to she within the first two months of working together, she went to three of her bucket list items that yeah. she'd always wanted to go to and had travel plans for two more. And it just really opened up her life. My ideal clients are people who have been in positions. They've tried different things and stuff like that, typically yeah. in their 40s, 50s, and even 60s with right. somebody in that range. But I've had clients come to me who are younger than that and older than that, that I still serve. But the people I market to are in that 40s to 60s range. And they're just not really getting out of life what they know or think or want mm. to be possible for them. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of, you know, once you're that age, so between 40 and 60, you've been working for at least 20 years plus. And that will do something to anybody if you're not working in the field that you want to work in at all. Like it, it would, it will grate on you. It will become something that that's like, oh God, I don't want to get out of bed today. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I love when somebody comes to me in their mid thirties and they can't stand what they're doing. I mean, they just cannot stand it. You know, mm. they, they can't stand Sundays because they know Monday's going to follow things like that and stuff, you know, Sam. And I'm yeah. sure, you know, people like that yeah. who come to me and, and I go, well, what about looking? No, no. I, I spend all that time and money and my parents pay for my college and everything. That's what my degrees in. And it's like, really? So you're going to go miserable decades of your life yeah. because you're, 
your schooling was that way and you feel like it's going to be a disappointment or to break away and do your own business and things like that. It, and that's, again, it's all based. When I say subconscious mindset training, it takes the conscious, it takes the subconscious, it takes the actions instead of massive actions. We start taking inspired action. It's the whole gamut of the process mm. that helps people move forward in accelerated speed into really creating financial freedom, doing what they love to do. Right. And you're not a multi-marketing, they're not stuck, you know, I'm not about a multi-marketing thing. I'm not about, you know, do this and then do this. And I've had coaches where like I sign up to coach with them. And then within the first three coaching sessions, it's all about how I need to sign up for this thing they do. Uh, multi-marketing and I need to sign up for this and for that and all the stuff that and it's like, no, that's not my path. That's yeah. yours. I, I feel like as well with, with things like that, it, it could easily become one of those things where you try it, you try it, you try it, maybe get a little bit of success, but then you look back and you go, all I did was like what that guy told me. Like, I don't actually have anything tangible here, but with you, I, I'm gathering that you, you know, you said that guy built that thing for car dealerships. The other lady had her hairdresser thing. Another person did X, Y, Z people are genuinely turning their lives around and, and listening to that inner voice that's telling them to do something and they're making a success out of it. Absolutely, Sam. And you can see why I'm so opposed to taking massive actions, right? Because yeah. when we take massive actions, when we put in exhaustive effort, excessive hours, all that stuff and everything, we're spinning it so fast to speed. Mm that we can't even hear those inspired actions that are coming up, that intuition, the, you know? So that's another thing I work with people on. Our intuition, it, everybody, every living, breathing person's intuition works perfectly, but it's only as loud as our willingness to listen to it. Mm. So you can't be trying to take massive actions and hear that at the same time. And so when you, we slow down that, and I'll take a lot of real estate, you know, real estate is meant to be an entrepreneurial business. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, because but in so America many, it is because you're meant to get yeah, your, yes. your license and do this and you're selling all yep. the time and, you know, you work off commission. Any commission based job is entrepreneurial, whether or not you get a base or whatever. Absolutely. So many people work it like it's a job mm. and they work 24 seven and exhaustive effort and all of this stuff and everything. And I've helped clients. I had a client call me up uh, last year just she was crying on the phone. I thought something was a matter. And I go, what's, what's, what's going on? And she goes, Joseph, I just had to call and tell you, this has been my most uh, highest income year in 18 years of doing this business. And it's been the only year of her life that she took five weeks vacation. So mm. she actually took the most time off the same year. She earned her highest income year in 18 years. Yeah. And when I met her, Sam, she said, Joseph, I don't even know if I have a half hour a week for a coaching call, let alone a program to go through with you. Mm. Those are the kind of results. That's that's the kind of results of SMT and, and what I my mission is in coaching people. Yeah. And it seems like it's something you're really passionate about. And it's not like you're one of those, you know, those people that just kind of dropped out the sky and become a business coach. You've got the backing of, I used to be a VP of this and that. And, you know, I'm sure that for the people that are in disbelief, they could fact check that and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of business coaches tend to just be like, oh, what'd you do? I coach business. What did you do before that? I realized I hadn't, you know what I mean? But with you, you've got a, a, a background in, in understanding what office culture is like, what it's like to be at the top. You know, you, you don't get to the top without starting somewhere in the middle or at the bottom. And it's like, you've been through pretty much every phase of the, the kind of careers world and then to turn it on its head and go, you know what? 
yes, I'm here to help these people rather than to just be another person, another number in the system that's just unhappy is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. When I, t when I talk to people in business and things like that, that want to do their own thing or they want something else, or even somebody who just wants a different profession in corporate America or things like that, I don't decide for people. I help them figure that out. But yeah, you know, I know what it's like when I talk about that being, being trapped by a paycheck. When I talk about being trapped by a false sense of security, you know, back when I was little and my parents and my grandparents worked for Chrysler and places like that, there was job security. You yeah. went to work every day. You knew you were going to have a job tomorrow and everything else. And we still have that mentality that's like that, but it really isn't. Mm. So when I talk about those things, when I talk about those hardships of those things, I know firsthand because I've been through the misery of those. Mm. I've been through that convincing role. I've been through the role where I have people tell me, what's the matter with you? Mm. Why wouldn't you want to ride out this gravy train being a VP? You got the income, you got the car, you got you know all of that stuff with it. Why would you ever want to leave that? Yeah. But what I know that the clients I work with know, Sam, is that doesn't fill that hole. It doesn't fill that void. It doesn't fill that need for passion and purpose in our life. Yeah. And one of the things I kind of kid around a little bit about, but why I'm so on fire about this, I wanted to do this at 22. Yeah. I only started doing it in my late 40s or my mid mid to late 40s. Yeah. I have all that pent up energy about doing this yeah. that I haven't gotten to exhaust. So- when you're in your 20s where did the thought come from like oh this is what i want to do and then why did you suppress it like if you could just let me know why because it's like i feel like i had the same kind of thing when i was around 22 i left a job as a stockbroker and i was like i don't i don't care about money obviously i need money to live but my you know i i've seen how money is okay i get it you can call someone up and tell them give me a hundred thousand pounds i'll make you a millionaire whether that happens or not doesn't matter i've made my money for that day but I left that and everyone's like, why would you leave it? Why would you not do it? I was like, because to me, that is stupid. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not making any sense. But for you, you was like, 22, you're like, cool. The person you are today is the person you want to be back then. Why did you wait 20 years? I had conditioning. When I said that about that conditioning, a man gets a job, supports a family, hopefully lives long enough. I was I was married at 22 years, 21, 22 years old. I was married. Mm. I was starting a family. I was following that conditioning, what I was supposed to follow. I was living by how, to the best of my ability, I was living by how I was expected to live. Yeah. My desire and my passion isn't how I was expected to live. Mm. It was my desire. So I learned to crush that. Yeah. I learned to push that down and, and then I would buy a house and then I get my first pet and I would have, and I would do things like that. We all do to try and live outside of alignment with myself and make it okay. Yeah. Later on, I would start overeating and put on weight. Hmm. A few years after that, I would start drinking to the point of needing to get help with the drinking yeah. as a way of coping with it. And that's what a lot of people do. You mentioned TV. People will binge watch TV. They'll, they'll use alcohol. They'll use gambling. They'll use any kind of outside influence hmm. to try to keep that mode of that conditioning alive and going and be okay with it. Yeah. And the further we go, the more we need to put in outside substance in order to try to be okay with it. Yeah. And eventually it, it doesn't work and it leads to the demise. That's why you find these people who are like these high level positions that just go off the, the deep edge, mm. have breakdowns, suicide, like things like that. It's because of living like that, trying so hard to fulfill and live by that conditioning. Yeah. 
And what I'm really passionate and excited about is helping people understand you were never meant to live by that conditioning. Mm. The conditioning was given to you as an act of love based on somebody else's thinking. Here's another one, Sam. Do you, do you know the reality of our life is make-believe? Oh, yeah, you, nobody, you're not born and when you're born, there's a little you know, sheet of paper that comes out with you that goes, yes, okay, Joey is going to be... Uh, he's going to be an accountant and he's going to do that for 30 years. He's going to be married to Sandra and all that kind of stuff. You literally one day, even outside, even outside of like a roadmap thing, but even today, right here, right now, you and I talking, the reality of your life and the reality of my life is completely make believe. Yeah. And the reason being is because the reality of our life is based 100% on our perceptions. Yeah. The great news about that, Sam is if you shift your perceptions, you shift your entire life mm. in the moment you do that. Yeah. The bad part about that is anybody living in that struggle, living in that you know lack and limitation and things like that, they have to be willing to shift their perceptions in order for things to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cannot keep taking the same actions and expecting different results. Mm. Taking new actions is going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be uncomfortableness in it. You know, taking new actions is going to have fear. It's going to have all those things in it. But what it really is at its core is it's stepping outside of our comfort zone. Yeah. And some people live 90 years. Other people live one year, 90 times, and they continue to repeat those same patterns and that same conditioning over and over and over that are no longer serving them. Those one year folks never moved toward realization. Mm. And what took me so long in it is I needed to learn all the stuff I needed to learn so I could come out with my passion of SMT and have all the details and the power and all that stuff in it, where you, for you, you learned it earlier on for you. And that served you to get to where you are today, which is exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah. No two paths are alike. Yeah. You know, in my past, I had like the the divorce and all the stuff that happened in there and everything else. The life lesson that came from that is I had been such a people pleaser my whole life, Mm. a 19 year marriage that I didn't even know who I was. I was so busy trying to be what I thought somebody else expected of me. Yeah. I never took the time to find out who I was. Yeah. That was a huge gift and door opener that launched me forward, which in, in a couple of years after that is when the whole SMT process and everything came to fruition is, is all of each of those areas. Yeah. So to bring it full the, circle, the, you became yeah. you became a happier person, ironically, after you had all these bad things happening, you know, your dad dying, the divorce, your mom dying, all this kind of stuff. Now that you're kind of living in your purpose and, you know, quote unquote, living in your truth, what brings you the most joy? out of the work that you do. Oh my God, Sam. Anytime somebody has a breakthrough, when I'm working with somebody and they have a breakthrough into something, I, 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 I just feel like I'm in heaven. I feel like I'm the, the most gifted child of my God and things like that. When somebody has that and I get to be a part of it in their life, it's absolutely amazing to me. Joey has a special offer for you. Here it is. One of the things I would love to put out here, Sam, if you don't mind, is is like like I said, everything I do, I love to there to be a part of it that serves. So I have set up a 10-minute call 
for people. I, sometimes I call it a, a, a 10-minute challenge and things like that. And the whole thing is anybody who's heard this that wants to reach out, they can they can go to coachwithjoey.com and they can schedule 10 minutes of my time off my personal calendar. We'll get on the phone. We'll talk about what's going on. And, and, and the challenge part of it is I will give them three inspired, I'll help them identify. I don't give. I'll help them identify three inspired actions that they can take immediately to start bringing about change in their life. And if people want to find out more about SMT and what I do, and they can ask, we can talk, have 10 minutes to put aside and talk about that one-on-one. All they have to do is go to coachwithjoey.com. Links to all the things Joey has mentioned are in the show notes. Thank you for listening to People Explained. New episodes come out every Monday. We would appreciate it if you gave us a review on Apple Podcasts and shared this episode with a friend.